welcome to Author Visits, the podcast where writing is for everyone and writers can be all kinds of ways. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm a teacher, a writer, and a reader. Each week, I interview a kidlit creator you love. You've heard writing tips from your teacher, but how do real-life authors do things in their everyday writing lives? I ask the honest questions you need to hear the answers to so that you can put real-life writing tips to work in your writing today. Grown-ups are welcome to listen along, but this podcast is for the kids who are going to write us one heck of a future. Writers, today I am so excited to welcome to the podcast Haley Edelman. Haley Edelman is the author of several picture books, most recently the picture book Way Past Mad. Haley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about your books? Well, I started writing professionally a couple years ago. My first book came out in 2018. It was called My Quiet Ship. And since then, as you mentioned, I have Way Past Mad that's recently come out. Way Past Mad's about a little girl who gets really, really mad. And um, her brother seems to be messing up her whole morning. And her mad just starts and swells and spreads like a rash till she takes it out on a really special friend. And then she has to find her way past it. And this October 2020 coming out is Way Past Worried. Yay! Way past worried. It's about a little boy named Brock who is used to going to birthday parties with Bax, but his sidekick Bax can't come this time. So Brock gets worried and more worried and more worried till he's way past worried and his worry starts stopping him from being his true self. So he meets someone else who's also feeling worried and is new to the area. And the two of them have to figure out if they can be brave like superheroes and face their worries and enjoy one superhero birthday party. (laughs) So Haley, one question that kids ask a lot at this time of year is how do writers come up with their ideas? So can you talk to us a little bit about how you come up with ideas for your books? So I think the biggest thing that I do to get ideas for children's books is really think back to moments that had really big, big feelings for me. You know, my quiet chip is about a little boy who whenever he hears yelling in his house, he pretends he's the commander of a quiet chip. And I actually, as a kid, used to do that when there was yelling in my own home, there was this corner desk that I had. So it's really just reconnecting to a feeling that was really big. One of the things I like to share with kids is this idea of a penny wish when they're thinking of ideas for their own stories of if you had one penny that you were going to make a wish on and you could only wish for one thing and the wish could be something that was like really hard to get, what would be that one thing that you would use your penny to wish for? And for me as a kid, it was to get my parents to stop yelling. So I always say that that's a really good place if you're going to write your own personal narratives or your own stories and you're not sure kind of what topic to pick is to think of something like a penny wish. What would your penny wish be? And even if you can never get it, even if it's an impossible, just really putting your character in that place where he or she has to kind of go through the story and find out what can happen 
with you start with this penny wish idea. I love that idea. Thank you. And for some of my other books, I mean, something else like for Way Past Mad again and Way Past Worried and, you know, that they're part of the Great Big Feeling series. So Way Past Sad and Way Past Jealous are coming out March 21. So for for those books too, it's this, the other thing that I like to do after I've maybe thought of an idea or connected to a feeling that's really big, sometimes I'll even just like say, okay, this is happening. Like this little girl, her brother's messing up her room and I'll just connect to the little girl. Like how will that make me feel? And almost like a movie that's playing out in my mind, I'll almost watch like, well, what will happen next? What will happen next? When I started writing Way Past Mad, I certainly didn't know that Kia was going to tell her best friend Hooper that she didn't like him anymore. But it just kind of happened. It's like, you know, what, what what can happen when you take a feeling that someone's having or you take incidents and just let them get really big. And for kids, I like to share, like I call it sometimes like block stacking. Like as far as how you're building emotion, like one on top of another, like you can have a little thing happen. Like, you know, in the very beginning, like Kia's, Kia's brother like just messes up a room. But then like something else happens, right? Like then there's something else big that happens. And just almost like building these blocks so that the emotions get really big. And just like in in all really good stories, like the blocks kind of all fall down at a certain point, right? And then Kia, my main character, has to kind of rebuild them in a new way. So I like to kind of think about that. What can I do to build the emotion more and more and then get my character to this point where kind of everything that they thought might be working... <laughs> falls falls apart and they have to be a little bit different and and learn a little bit. So for the big feelings series, you do you choose the big feeling or the emotion word first? It's different. I mean, Way Past Mad was the first in that book and I wasn't expecting it to become a series to be honest with you. Oh, um yeah, I wrote it as an individual book and it really was this deep dive in the feeling of being mad. And for me like that's the way like feelings are the way like we're all going to connect to each other. And feelings sometimes are a big way like when people are like blundering and and fighting through feelings like it's just so real. Like everybody has days where they're really mad. So I didn't know it was going to be a series. It was actually afterward, I started talking to my writing group about other ideas that I had for the book. And coincidentally, at the same time, my editor reached out. Um, I love my editor, Wendy McClure. She's incredible and helps the books get even better. So by the way, if you get feedback from your teacher or feedback from anyone, if you choose to write um, later in life, you will continue to get feedback. I get feedback from my editor. Wendy, I get feedback sometimes from my agent, Mo um, Ferrara. And so there are a lot of other people that then weigh in and share their thoughts on how to make the book better. I know that's like a slight aside. But um, but yeah, Wendy came back and said, you know, we'd really love it. Would you consider doing another way past book for this Great Big Feelings? Actually, even at that point, we didn't know it was going to be the Great Big Feelings series. Then I wrote way past worried. And then Wendy came back again and said, would you be interested in doing two more books? So sometimes when you put your heart on the page, that's another thing that I always feel like is one of the the most important things when you're writing a story is really put your heart on the page. So sometimes when you put your heart on the page and other people connect to it, like you just never know what's going to happen next. So for the later books in the series, once you've picked the feeling What's your process for brainstorming the actual events or the story that has the feeling inside? 
Do you just come up with one idea and bam, that's it? Or how does it work for you? Way past worried was um, interesting in that regard, because in my mind, there are so many different situations where people can feel worried, right? You know, so I had actually written four books that four different scenarios, somebody was out on a playground, somebody was starting school without a, um, without anybody that they knew in their classroom. And I did another um, book where um, the kids were starting school and they were worried, but they didn't know that the teacher was also worried. (laughs) So yeah, so I actually wound up writing four different scenarios and, um, you know, shared them with Wendy and the Albert Whitman team. And then, you know, seemed, it seemed at that point that everybody was really most drawn to the, um, the birthday party scenario. And that's the one that we kind of went with, but it really did evolve from there. I mean, there was like a cat in the book (laughs) before that's not there. So it really did evolve. So, you know, to your, when it came to sad and jealous, we had discussed kind of the scenarios before I started writing. So that was now down beforehand. And then it was really just about bringing my heart and bringing the characters to, to the page and bringing the kids that I've not only my experiences, but the many kids that I've taught and loved over the years, like just getting into the heart of how I've felt when I was sad or jealous and how kids that I love and care about and have taught have felt too. So just bringing that emotion and, and hopefully love to the page. Yeah, it's cool to hear kind of the intersection of how your ideas come from your heart, but how also sometimes working with others in your writing process helps you to develop or uncover your ideas even more. Absolutely. And it's cool because the other people that you're working with, like I'm bringing my life and my experiences and my interpretation of how the kids I've worked with and everybody around me are feeling, but everybody else is bringing that to the table too. So sometimes I learn something really great. Like, you know, even with the discussion of worry, you know, people experience worry differently. Some people like we're talking about worry as anxiety. Some people were talking about worry in in different ways and people solve and handle their feelings in different ways and manage them in different ways. So it's really exciting to hear other perspectives and, you know, push myself to stay as open as I can so that I can not only honor, you know, my story, but also honor the kids and readers who are going to pick it up. I'm guessing that writing doesn't always feel easy. Can you talk to me about how you keep going when writing feels hard? Um, Something that I really like to do if something's feeling frustrated, frustrating though in writing, I realize that whenever I try to force something when I'm writing, it's never great. It always has like the tension that I'm feeling at that moment always comes through in the writing. It's not as relaxed. The words don't flow the same way. It almost feels, it just feels forced. It feels blucky. So if I'm feeling that way, sometimes I will, like, I love turning to other art. Like, I'll just step away from it, right? I don't have to, like, bang my head against the wall (laughs) to get to the right place sometimes. I can kind of be nice to myself and say, what other ideas can I, can I get elsewhere? And I really find like, if I turn to other art, like I'm not a great artist, 
Okay. I like to draw. I like to create things. So if I create something different that I don't feel the pressure, like I have to get this right. I have to get this right. Sometimes it just naturally unlocks like the ideas in my head. Like I'll be painting something like, and using a certain color, like red. And I'll be like, oh yeah, she has to fall down and hurt her knee. Like not that it always happens in that way, but just doing something different so that it can be in the back of my mind, the the part that's feeling hard. And I don't have to feel like I have to solve it in that moment. Another thing I do where I'm feeling black is kind of like we were talking about other people having great ideas too, right? I don't have to feel like I'm the only person in the world that can have a great idea. You know, it's really great to, to know that there are people around us who are creative and are amazing and are also great writers. So I often turn to my writing group. Um, you know, Eileen, Tammy, and Jennifer, and um, I love them so much because I love sharing stories with them. And if I'm stuck at a point and I'm thinking the same thing over and over again, sometimes they'll just like do something simple, like ask a question or or say something like, well, what about her sneaker? Like something that I hadn't thought of. And whether you don't often, we don't often use each other's ideas when we do that. But what it does is it spurs new thoughts. It takes us in a new direction because it opens us up. A little bit more. So I think it's those three things. It's accepting that it can be hard. It's, you know, not feeling that like you have to stay in this pressured situation to, to finish it or get it right. Like you can turn to other art and you can also open yourself up by talking to other people and letting them see your story and reflect their experiences back at you. So those are a couple of things. So I heard you say that one way that you get help from others as a writer is when you uh, talk through with your writing group when you feel stuck. Are there any other ways you learn from others while you're writing? Well, one way is obviously reading, right? You know, how like the more books we read, the more styles we come in contact with, the more experiences we come in contact with, the more types of language we hear. And like, it's just all so amazing. So obviously, reading is a great way to learn from other people. And one thing I like to do also, like if I feel like there's something I'm not great at, right? Like I remember years back before my books were getting into the world, I thought that I really needed to learn more about plotting. So what I did was I specifically sought out a class or a teacher or a mentor that was great in that area. You know, so I really sometimes I am very self-reflective. So I will sometimes ask myself, like, what do I need to be even better at this, to be able to produce even better books for kids? Like, that's my goal is to, like, just love kids and let them feel accepted. So if I want to do that the best way I can, I'll ask myself, what aren't I getting great just yet? And what can I be better in? And, And kind of seek out that information. Fantastic. Now I'm ending each craft talk episode with a speed round where I ask each author the same three questions. Are you up yes, for I'm it? I'm a little scared, but I'm up for it. Okay. First, can you name three different feelings that you experience while writing? Yes. Uh, definitely gratitude. Definitely is peacefulness a feeling? Yeah, I'm going to make it a feeling. Peacefulness. And also sometimes frustration. Absolutely. And do you have a regular writing spot? If so, where is it? No, I have, I'm like restless a little bit. So 
sometimes like when, when I'm, when I get frustrated, like, just like I said, I'll switch to other things. Sometimes I'll switch to other locations. Like just thinking like maybe moving the spot that I'm writing in will move my ideas or move something else forward too. So no, I, I write in a lot of different places. So this one piggybacks on that. What are some of the places other than the spot where you're writing that you find yourself also thinking about your writing? Being around kids is the number one place I'm thinking about writing just because, like I said, I love kids so much um, and I just want good for them in the world. So being around kids, I'm always inspired. Uh, honestly, this is gonna this might not sound weird. I'm, I'm hoping other people have said this. I don't know if it's going to sound weird. But in the shower, there's something about like slowing down and just having kind of nothing else to think about, like that my ideas flood in. And same within the car. Those places really like a lot of ideas um, come to me during those times. Fantastic. Haley, thank you so much for joining us to talk writing today. Thank you so much. Writers, I have good news for you. In the episode, Haley mentioned that her newest book, Way Past Worried, would be coming out in October. But at the time that you're hearing our conversation, the book is out now. So you can purchase Way Past Worried wherever books are sold. To find Way Past Worried or any of the other books that Haley mentioned in the episode, you can visit the show notes for this episode. And now, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Author Visits. To support the show, please subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and share the show on social media, especially taking a screenshot and sharing on your Instagram stories and tag me so I can see it. You can connect with me, Chrissy Wright, on Instagram and Twitter at Chrissy M. Wright and follow the podcast on Instagram at Author Visits Pod. I can't wait to learn with you and happy writing. <laughs>